Hey, hey, how's it going? This is Joe Walsh bringing you the Get Out and Surf podcast. This is episode number 35, and I am sitting here with my good friends, Patrick McNulty. Pat, welcome to the show. Oh, it's just a pleasure to be here, Joe, and I'm just so happy you're back from your epic trip. Your epic trip to San Diego. <laughs> Pat hasn't had his nap yet. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki Hearn, welcome back to the show. Yep. Super happy to be here also, and uh, yeah, I can eloquently use my voice. No, I'm joking. Sorry, but It's all good. Uh, and, <laughs> and this week, we've got special guest Ryan, the intern, Waldron. Hey. Ryan, it's probably been, what, like five years since you've been working at Witches Rock? Uh, it'll be six years in January, but yeah, five and a half years wow. been here. You guys gave me the opportunity to create my life in Costa Rica. I know. Now you're... Infinitely thankful. Dude, we're infinitely thankful to have you on our team. You're awesome, Ryan. Stoked. And uh, thanks for being back on the show. It's been, geez, maybe 30 episodes or so since the last time we had you on. Uh, how to catch more waves anywhere. Yeah, that yeah. Episode. That was, I think that was for sure within the top or within the, the beginning five or ten. Maybe it was number seven. Yeah, you know what? It was number seven. Oh, you knew that. I remembered it. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. you know what? Yours did really, really. <laughs> you know what? That's actually one of our most popular episodes, episode number seven, because Everybody who surfs would love any sort of tricks and tips on uh, how to catch more waves anywhere, myself included. Yep, and, I uh, learned something as well. Totally. So. And I definitely have a lot of tricks up my sleeve. My favorite is to say, outside, even when there's not a wave coming in to your friends to try to get them to paddle out so you can get the first wave of the set. Well, you, you, also, you also have the, the trick of paddling around people. That's not true. That's not <laughs> you, true. But you do have a you, – you also uh, set a question – that you leave someone thinking about, and then while I'm thinking about it, you'll take the wave. You'll you'll, you'll suddenly like the wave will suddenly yeah, aren't appear. Aren't you gonna go left? Yeah, that's that's psychological warfare. They do that in the military. Anything that's not with guns and shit like that, just using mind power, like men who stare at goats. You know, psyops. Psyops. Exactly. You're freaking Jedi. Gets a few. That's, it is. It's very Jedi. <laughs> okay, so Ryan, this week you're with us because we've got a special hurricane season episode, episode 35, and really, I know September 1st, which is today, isn't the official start of the hurricane season, but it seems to me like as soon as the end of August, very beginning of September rolls around, that's when all of the good hurricanes start hitting that bring all these great waves along the east coast of the United States and up into Canada. So you grew up on the east coast. You know all about hurricanes. We wanted to have you join us on the show so we could talk about it, and especially because what's happening right now with Hurricane Dorian. Exactly. Right now, <clears throat> Hurricane Dorian is about 180 miles east of West Palm Beach. It's a slow mover. Um, the forecast tracks are not really sure where it's going to go, but they say by Monday night, Tuesday a.m., it should be pretty close to Florida. But, yeah, come from the east coast. The waves are definitely slower there. Um, most storm tracks move from west to east. So typically you get storms that move off of the coast as opposed to coming onto the coast. But the hurricanes, that's the one exception. You get those, these big low pressure systems that come off of Africa. They turn into tropical waves. They turn into tropical storms, hurricanes, maybe even major hurricanes. And um, they become real swell producers for the East Coast around this time of year. And this one right now is uh, quite large quite large it's actually like kind of small on the radar it's it's a, it's a compact storm but it's very very strong uh sustained winds are at 185 miles an hour um which puts it in the category five status category five status starts at 155 so this thing has surpassed it uh quite a bit 
What was Hurricane Katrina? Does anyone remember that? That was a hurricane. That had been a Category 5, right? Yeah, that was a, a 5 when it made landfall. I don't know the exact wind speed, but I do remember Category 5. Well, they're saying that this is one of the biggest or the biggest wind hurricanes in uh, modern times. Is that correct? I, th- I saw that on the headlines, and I looked a little bit deeper. I think that was, like, local to the Bahamas. Um, but with gusts up to 225... I wouldn't put it. It's definitely within reach. That's unreal. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene in the movie The Perfect Storm, <laughs> yeah. you know, when the, the weatherman's, like, looking at all those screenshots and video of those storms all coming together. And I, I know, like, ocean temperatures are rising. Glaciers are melting. Sea levels are rising. The weather's getting more extreme. So I'm, I'm starting to think this is going to be a little more of a trend in the future because I feel like this last... Just a couple months ago, they were saying a lot of spots in the, in the world were the hottest records they'd ever recorded. In July. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest, most, the gnarliest storms ever. Is and these next? things we get, it's been weird. These past couple years, I've noticed it a lot more. We get these hurricanes that go through these periods of rapid intensification. It'll start out as a tropical storm, 60, 70 miles an hour, loosely organized. And then, boom, overnight, it'll go to major hurricane status, category three, category four. And I just don't, I don't remember seeing that, you know, growing up as a kid, but I feel like. Since I moved down here, within the past six years, I've seen these gnarly hurricanes just go through these rapid intensification overnight. So when you have a hurricane coming through, and obviously we want to talk about uh, trying to surf these um, the waves that are produced by the hurricane, what's the, the, the deal? Is it obviously waves before it gets there, and then obviously you've got the intense wind? And like, you know, How do you work out when is the optimum, optimum time to actually go for a surf? Sure. Well, of course, you're going to get the long period forerunners um, that hit the East Coast probably with like 15, 16 seconds. Um, maybe on the buoy, it'll say one foot at 16 seconds. Um, generally, that's not the best. You get these beach breaks on the East Coast with a huge continental shelf. Can't really handle the long period energy like we do here with the point breaks and, and whatnot, or at least where I'm from in Virginia Beach. But yeah, generally, you'll get a couple days of small to medium-sized groundswell surf. And then the storm actually needs to be pretty close to get the big 10 to 15 to maybe 20 foot faces. Um, it's you've got to be what's kind what, of like what, like 500 miles, way less than that. Oh. Um, like within a hundred miles, I'd say it's really? got to be really kind of grinding up against the coast. All right. So, but the the period swell that's like one after another after another. Yeah. For example, when these storms are tracking maybe through Barbados to the Bahamas towards Florida. It's pushing swell the whole way. Um, and the swell is going to be moving faster than the hurricane itself, especially in, in this case, the storm's only moving or Dorian's only moving seven miles an hour. So it's pushing swell ahead of it. Um, probably nothing really major at this point, maybe for Florida right now, but, uh, yeah, you get the forerunners and then the real, uh, girth, the real meat of the storm is when it's within about a hundred miles from you. Well, I I, uh, I remember flying out for Hurricane Earl to Rhode Island, Pat, when you lived there. Yeah, you know, uh, the one thing about Rhode Island is there's no surf there, so don't even pay attention. You don't have to go there. <laughs> okay, well, it wasn't Rhode Island. It was another spot. <laughs> it wasn't Point Judith. It was uh, <laughs> another spot. <laughs> well, no, you I, shut actually, me down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> actually... Rhode Island gets really good waves, and it's very easy for anyone to see that. All you have to do is click on the uh, surf sites, and you'll see the uh, the uh, film or the cameras, 
set up at all the different sites all around Rhode Island now. But uh, Rhode Island is unique where we have an east coast and a south coast. And so we're, we'll get all different kinds of swell directions and we'll get all different kind of wind that we can handle. And we love a slow moving storm. We don't like it when it slams into the land. We kind of like it when it takes a right hand turn just about where it is right now and then slowly goes up the coast and it just pumps and pumps and pumps for days and we get real long period swells with favorable wind and every single place lights up yeah yeah i, I remember in good size we surfed some well overhead waves during uh that particular trip and i've been out there a few times with you over the years and it seems like september and october really is the meat of the hurricane season as far as making the best waves on the east coast would you agree with that yeah i think the seasonal peak um historical record records say september 9th i think is when they've measured there's the most storm activity at the same moment in time Um, but yeah those storms that just slide in between pretty much the outer banks in bermuda that just go right through there and they get pushed out to sea they don't affect land those are the ones that you want those are the best ones yeah that's uh that's what we uh we hope for and the unique thing about surfers are when everyone else is abandoning the coast and running surfers are running towards the coast and we'll stay there well into when we're not supposed to be there and when they have travel bans somehow or another we always figure out a way to pop out onto the beach (laughs) <laughs> so when everyone's running away, surfers are running towards it. Yeah, I've had my family more than once. My mom, uh, even my wife, asked me why I'm flying towards a hurricane. And, uh, well, because I'm a surfer, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting time, although I'm not feeling so happy for the people in the uh, Bahamas right now and uh, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina. They've been getting hit especially South Carolina and North Carolina. They've been taking a, a beating in the last couple of years. And I think North Carolina is just getting over the last storm that dumped so much rain and, you know, lives were lost. So this is like a bomb. This is like a real big megaton bomb coming towards the coast. And let's hope that it knocks itself down in category a little bit and uh, skirts the coast rather than hitting the coast. Yeah, we all like to get some waves, but we uh, wish everyone to uh, stay safe and... Uh and be careful and everyone don't be stupid like we are and run towards the waves (laughs) if they tell you to leave you should leave because it's no joke you will drown you will lose your home you will lose your life okay well it's gonna be hard to come back from that pat i do agree with what you're saying but there are those select i know you are i know but this is the (laughs) hurricane episode on the get out and surf podcast and we're talking about getting out and surfing and i know this is not for everyone so that is definitely the best advice you're going to hear all day if you do know how to surf, if you are competent in the water, there are some great waves during hurricane swells. Let's face it, that's really the best time when the East Coast lights up. So you have to know your limits and uh, surf with a friend. Uh, well, well, let's get back to the surfing part because now you're, you know. Well, what's going to happen is you are going to surf with several friends because all the surfers come out for this. Of course. And you know that as well as I do, Ryan. Yeah. This could be. I mean, if the models, if it just skirts the coast and stays 50, 100 miles offshore and just kind of grinds up, you get the onshore winds first, and then as the storm moves slightly to the north of you, that's when you get the westerly winds, and that's when you get just a couple hours, maybe a day of completely epic surf. So 
how long can it sit? Oh, I mean, I know it depends on the, on the actual, like, the storm, but, like, can it just literally sit there for, like, just days? It could sit there for days and days and days. It's happened. Because it's, it's totally foreign to me because I've never surfed uh, on the east coast of, of the U.S. Well, um, sometimes they come on land, right? Sometimes oh, they for come sure. on land and you got this weather and rain, and that's, like, when it gets quite destructive. Yeah, so we don't I'll, like it when they come on land. No, we want them to come right up to the coast and then go right, well, what, sit how far off the coast? What would be the magic? distance because it's not a hundred miles to sit there yeah uh, i mean I, I can remember a bunch of good a bunch of good hurricane swells where these storms are kind of just you know like a ping pong ball just kind of floating around by bermuda just doing little circles and whatnot and those are really good that's days of swell nothing huge probably head high maybe a foot overhead but sending waves in all directions but sending waves in all directions cool um storms like this with dorian is how it's going to start with the bahamas and then just move up the coast It'll probably be, I, I mean, ideally, it'd be nice if it stayed about 100 miles off the coast. That way, you get the swell, you get the offshore winds when it moves to the north, um, and with pretty minimal damage, you get the storm surge and whatnot. But but wouldn't a storm 100 miles right off the coast give you like a half a second period swell? Wouldn't it just be impossible to surf? It's interesting. Those hurricanes, <clears throat> when you're surfing them, uh, there's multiple, it's... So there's multiple different swell events. There's the 16-second periods from when it's pushing the swell, and then there's maybe eight-second periods bundled up in it. So when you're surfing hurricane swells, it's notoriously pretty, like very consistent, very powerful, because there's multiple different swell periods within the same storm, within the same swell event. All right, so... Brother, we just we just surfed. What was it? Three feet at like two seconds in, in Lake Michigan. In Lake Michigan, and so like yeah, we can I like I had two a hard seconds. Time, I had a hard time paddling out, and it was that like waist high. That was three feet. <laughs> no, it was like well, one was foot it? at one second. It was one foot <laughs> at one waist, second. There were waist high waves. There was and waist we had some fun waves on oh, the longboard. Totally, but so like you're talking about this low period spot. I don't think I've ever surfed anything as low as that. No, now they're high, and I and had a good time. It up because I'm like, man, I had a good time too. But it was hard to paddle out. And it was only waist high because it was one wave after another after another. I can't even imagine, you know, if the, if it had been the same period and uh, two or three times the size. You know, don't don't get anyone wrong. This this thing when it pumps out there, it it produces some energy, and the waves pack a punch. They come in real hard. So it's not like you know your everyday everyday surf. These things are going to come in, and they're going to have a lot of power to them. So you know, if you're not used to being out there stay home yeah that was actually going to be my next question of like you know does the actual a hurricane swell feel different to a obviously a storm that's producing waves very far away you've got that longer period um, and generally that you know you've got your 16 to 17 even higher um, second period swells coming in and they pack some punch but it does it does it feel different it's a good question you know when it's far away you get the 16 second intervals um, and it can be pretty inconsistent but as it's coming up along the coast as it's mo as it's skirting the coast it gets very consistent it's just one set after another after another because there's the storm is so close to you there's multiple periods within the same storm i can remember hurricane bill um i was maybe it was maybe in 2011 that was the best storm i've ever surfed in well, virginia yeah, well, beach what age were you about five no, in 2011, <laughs> I was 20. Um, I remember I came home from He's college. A grown up. I think I was a freshman I'm in college a grown or something. Up. Sorry. And I had to come home. And it was literally 10 to 12 foot offshore wind in Virginia Beach. 
and uh, that was probably the best storm I remember. And it was one that just came real, real close to the close to the coastline, probably within 50 miles. And then the moment that the eye wall moved to the north of us, we had offshore winds in about two hours before dark that it was 10-foot faces and just incredible. Oh, that's awesome. I, You know, I've been uh, on the East Coast during hurricane swells maybe, I don't know, half a dozen times at least. I know that along the East Coast, it's just one giant beach break from Florida all the way up to the tip of Long Island, New York. Basically, I think the first... Besides, you know, whatever, some jetties and piers and whatnot, it's all pretty much sand and beach break. So, and all the surfing I've done has been from uh, Montauk North. So, you know, we're talking New York, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, up into even Nova Scotia. Uh, those are the spots that I'd always kind of thought that with the bigger swells would be the best because they would hold the shape the best with the, you know, the rock bottom as opposed to just sand. Is there... Is that is that kind of what is that kind of what you should do, or is that kind of where you get the best waves? Because I've seen also pictures in the mags of the East Coast beach breaks, just these just hitting barrels, like looking just wonderful. I don't even know, yeah. looking awesome. Um, what's the difference, the beach breaks versus the reefs? Like, what's what, what should you do? Yeah, obviously, <clears throat> kind of where Pat's from, where there's no waves, no one should ever surf. There's a lot more nooks and crannies, a lot of more, a lot more rock formations and, and reefs and whatnot that can handle that longer period. So. In Virginia Beach, for example, it's all beach break. There are a couple jetties and a couple piers that do break it up. Um, but, yeah, you are fighting, especially when the storm is approaching and you're only getting the long period, you are fighting a lot with mile-long closeouts. Uh, so you got to find the corners. Generally, I, I remember whenever the storm passes and it's kind of moving away from you and the periods tend to drop down to that 10 to 12-second range, that's when you get can find a little bit more, some more corners, better A-frames. Um, but yeah, the East Coast is notorious for big closeouts during these hurricane swells as well. I know when I was a kid and just going into my first year of 10th grade, transferred to a new school and it was September, of course, and there was a huge hurricane coming, big swell. I came, in this, I, I came into my first class, which was a study hall, and somebody ran in and went, there's huge waves and all the surfers left their books including me, and they didn't hear for us for, from us for, for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I remember this photo that was floating around Instagram from, I guess it was last year, of, uh, like, pretty good waves from a hurricane swell breaking in Miami with, like, a big cruise ship. Uh, and I know that it was, and I heard that, like, Miami South Beach was firing, which never breaks. Is that because the hurricane swung way into the, into the Caribbean? Is that what, like... Like you can get waves like even on the east side of Florida, can't yeah. You? Or I mean, even on the west side of Florida, can't you? Yeah, that's funny. <clears throat> I was actually checking the South Beach cam today, seeing if there's any swell there yet, and there's nothing. It's completely flat because it's blocked by the blocked by the Bahamas right now, so the swell can't get in. Miami Beach can get really epic, but it has a very small swell window. The it's only um, it has to kind of come from the north because if it comes too much from the west, it it goes right into the Bahamas. But yeah, Miami Beach, South Beach has maybe four or five days a year uh, where it can look like little mini Puerto Escondido out there or something. Just when those storms just come right up along the coast, they give really, really hard north winds um, above it, sending down north ground swell, north wind swell. And then where Miami is, because it almost has a southeastern uh, orientation, they get the kind of the northwesterly winds as the storm moves north. And they can get incredible waves. I remember 
I can remember seeing videos, photos. That's kind of my favorite things. To, I, I love seeing Miami Beach with waves because the water's like green and it's just yeah, kind cool. of out of place almost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Seeing a cruise ship in the background. Yeah, in front of these wedging barrels, <laughs> looks like it's like some port where there shouldn't even be surf. When you've got like a, a hurricane coming through and you've got these swells, um, what type of currents are you going to deal with? Because um, I don't know, do you have like a where you have like a longshore drift where you've got a current that travels right down the beach, like you almost have to get in and then you'll just drift down and then hopefully you catch a wave and you'll get back out again and walk up the beach. Is it is it anything like that? It's very common, especially in uh, Outer Banks, Virginia, where the storms generally come from the south. You'll be surfing pretty much only rights because the swell has such an angle on it and yeah you you basically got to get a buddy you get two cars you drive down to where you want to where you want to launch you leave the other car where you're going to end up and you do just mile long drifts i can remember doing that plenty of times but that's i mean it's better than fighting the current for three hours or however long you want to surf. yeah you'll never you'll never paddle against that current to get back to where you kind of where you want to be you have to get out and walk back up the beach like you say like get in a car or whatever like you know i was just like i said i've never surfed a hurricane swell and so i was interested to see if it was these little uh, like flash rips or stuff like that all right well what's the matter you break your train of thought no you know what what you said earlier about the seriousness of a hurricane i fully agree with and one side, I'm a surfer, I'm always looking for the waves, and I really do enjoy the experience of going somewhere where no waves are gonna hit when everyone else is going the opposite direction. It's pretty fun, you gotta admit. The waves can be solid, but it's also, can be really serious. You know, I just, I hope that Dorian doesn't totally screw up the Bahamas. I hope, I know that South Carolina, yesterday, Saturday, uh, the governor declared a state of emergency because um, they thought that the, the, the hurricane was going to track onto land there. And now I think they're saying it's, it's actually not going to hit Florida. But we don't really know. And we're recording this in the afternoon on a Sunday, the 1st of September. By tomorrow morning, when the podcast is live, Monday morning on the 2nd, it could be totally different. It could be heading right for Florida. So I just, I hope that, you know, like you were saying, I just hope everyone's safe because these things do bring destruction. They bring, you know, it's like, it's beautiful and it's just, it's destructive all at the same time. It's mother nature and, uh, you know, as surfers, we, we are looking for the waves, but I really hope for the best for, for, for the Bahamas and Florida, South Carolina. Yeah, you know, gutting it out, staying with your house when you've been told that you should evacuate, that's a selfish move. You have other people that you're responsible for, get them out and get them safe. You should be prepared for all of this stuff. Prepare for it all year. You know, have your go bag ready when something like this happens. And listen to what people are saying. It's better for you to leave and then say, this was a bunch of nothing than it is for you to stay and then you get in trouble. Yeah, totally. Oh, there's no reason, you know, the only reason you're going to stay is if, okay, you want to go surf or something like that. So it's just common sense and like... The surfer's asterisk. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, you know, it's kind of like, that's that's your, that's your decision, but like, you know, there's I wouldn't have really if even if i was there and like i don't i don't think i'd just be leaving anyway if you know what i mean i'd be like i'd fly back to costa rica and get waves here <laughs> well, and then as soon as it's clear you run back okay I'll, I'll i'll catch up with you later hon i gotta go to the beach maybe <laughs> um hey okay what other news we got going on we've got the show us your sunset contest hashtag show us your sunset contest going on instagram right now it's been going on for a couple months 
every month we pick a winner. We're going to pick one this week. So you got to go to the Get Out and Surf Instagram page. If you have a good photo of a sunset, it can be anywhere in the world. It can be a sunrise. It could be, it doesn't have to be over the ocean. Last month's winner was actually the what? New York Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we pick a winner every month. Every month someone's going to get a Witches Rock Surf Camp t-shirt mailed to your address. And at the end of this year, we're going to pick a grand prize winner. They'll win a free trip to Witches Rock Surf Camp in beautiful Tamarindo, Costa Rica. Isn't that right? That's right. Did I get it right? That's right. No, you got it. You got it right. Now I know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. And we also have other news since we're talking about promotions. It's September 1st. It's the start of free fall at Witches Rock Surf Camp. That means all of our hotel rooms for the next two months are going to be free. Yes, you heard me correctly. Free. Ryan, free? Really? That's absolutely true. Um, little asterisk there. To get a free room at the main site, got to be double occupancy. Or if you're a single traveler, you can get a free room if you stay, stay in the shared room. Or at our beautiful sister location, the Pueblo Dorado, you get a private room for under 1000 bucks for a week and surfing and... Lots of fun here in Tamarindo. Okay, so I probably should have included this in the introduction, Ryan. Not only are you an amateur meteorologist, and quite good one. I wouldn't even say amateur anymore. You were doing, like, surf reports by the end of our radio show we had for six years. And uh, I'm always calling you to get the detailed report on what's going to happen with any swell. Because you always know. You just know a lot about it. But you also work at the reservations office at Witches Rock. So this is the person to talk to. If you want to ask Ryan about hurricane swells or coming to Witches Rock Surf Camp... Give a call, 1-888-318-SURF, and Ryan, you'll be there to answer the calls. That's right. I'm actually very interested in your guys' surf sessions for all hurricane season, Dorian, whatever. You guys get some great waves. Go ahead and send me send me a photo of you shredding it. No, don't send it to Ryan. you got to put it on Instagram with a hashtag, show us your... Oh, wait, no, that's the sunset contest. It's not going to work. <laughs> Are we doing show us your hurricane wave? Show us your... Hur- okay, here you go. <laughs> hashtag show us your hurricane wave. Is that it? Probably, we should probably check and see if that's a... We have to check. I yeah. don't know. See if that hashtag is available. Send your like hurricane it. waves to Witches Rock Surf Camp. <laughs> Just send them to Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'll you know check them out. <laughs> Probably not doing. You anything can share them with us <laughs> on our Instagram at Get Out and Surf. You can do whatever you want, and we love to get your emails. So you can email the podcast at getoutandsurfcr at gmail.com. And the questions they keep coming in, so we're gonna have another letters to the editor episode here. Uh, in the next few episodes but if you have any questions at all anything about surf in costa rica or surf travel anything for anyone on the show send us an email we'd be happy to get back to you 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 might be featured on the podcast and i don't know what else anything anything we good go get some the wind was on shore this morning i flew in yesterday and it was on shore and then it it's looked been like been offshore the whole time you were gone too. I, that's what I heard. I heard it's just yeah, been like beautiful. Yeah, it was offshore pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You know, well, it's not all right, but it's going to have to be. Well, uh, it looks well, like looks like it's going to pick up a little bit. Yeah, I'm heading the, to Avianas this afternoon with the family. Going to go check it out over there. Oh, good. All right, all right. And well, uh, I'm going to go take my nap now. Daddy needs a nap. <laughs> all right then. Pura vida. Thank right. you, Ryan. Yep, absolutely. Happy to help. Thanks for listening to the Get Out and Surf podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Witches Rock Surf Camp, located beachfront in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the show. You can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. That would be great. That's it. We'll see you next week, same place, same time, with another episode of Get Out and Surf. 
Kurabira y nos vemos.